Welcome to another episode of Master Runner. I'm your host, Mike Warren. And today we're going to talk to Penny Williams. Now, at the age of 70, most people slow down, but Penny does everything but. She actually picked up ultra running three years ago at the age of 67, nearly 50 years after not being allowed to run cross country in high school track because the coach didn't think women could do that kind of thing. I wish they could see what she's up to now. She's getting ready for a grueling 50K race this weekend called the Algonquin 50K. Uh, and she's also preparing for her first 100 miler in June. Ultra running brings her so much joy. And you're going to hear that in my interview with Penny Williams. Well, there she is, Miss Penny Williams. Penny, how are you? I'm great. So I'm quick... Quick backstory on you, Penny, that I'll, that I'll tell the listeners is it's really funny. So um, I tracked you down on Ultra Sign Up. We had uh, run a race together back in September, 24-hour race called Pemberton 24, which I, I think I've mentioned before um, on the podcast. And once you and I started talking and I heard your voice, I knew I knew the <laughs> voice because... You were like the only one at like two and three in the morning after everybody else had been running, including yourself, had been running for hours and hours and hours and hours. And you were about as chipper as chipper could get. You had the energy of a seven-year-old. And I was just like, how is she doing it? Like, I'm so miserable right now, but you were just having a really, really good time. And so that was unofficially the first time we we met if you want to call that a meeting but um i'm so excited to get to talk to you your story you know you and i have talked a little bit and uh it's it's pretty amazing stuff um i've got to say that when i pulled up your ultra sign up it was interesting because at least according to ultra sign up february 9th of 2019 if i'm correct here you were 67 and you decided to run your first 50K. Correct. The Algonquin <laughs> 50K, if that's right. I thought it was February 9th of, of 2019. That's when I fell down in the rabbit hole of ultras. Well, so that, okay. So <laughs> I've got to ask you this. And, and this is the whole premise of, of the show is that you're 67. This is a point in your life where, I mean, look, I'm 47 and people are starting to tell it to me now, like, you're too old. You're going to hurt your knees. You got to slow down. You can't do this stuff. You're going to get injured at 67 to do what you were about to do on February 9th. It's insane. So like what everybody, when they hit 67 and, and that, you know, quote retirement age, when the world and everybody in that bracket has to slow down, they have to just hang out in their homes. They have to you know, sit down and do Sudoku and, and crossword puzzles, which I'm a big fan of, uh, I have to say, but it's generally a time where everybody slows down and they advise slowing down and, and just fit, fit the mold of what it looks to be when you're 65 to 70 years old, you've worked your whole <laughs> life and just enjoy it and eat whatever you want. Don't move, don't walk, you know, whatever. And so why go for a 50 K? Why not go for I don't know, a, a mile fun run if you wanted to do it or a 5K or maybe a, a, a 10K. Like what was it inside you at 67 that was like, I'm going to do a 50K? 
Well, I, I, you know, got into running in 1971 and then, and um, we were running maybe about four or five times a week. And then when we watched um, Frank Shorter run this, uh, the marathon in 72, my husband and I said, wow, you know, I, there's races out there. So we started running um, re religiously, you know, every, um, every day, um, most of the time, every day. And um, so I, I did the whole thing. I did marathons. And every time I did a marathon, I felt like um, I had energy left over. And I had no idea there were altars. And my husband would say, gosh, you have so much energy. You could go on forever. He would always say, she can go on forever. <laughs> um, so I, I did I did um, the three majors. And I, that was my goal when I got in my 60s. I did, um, I did New York. And then I qualified for Boston. And then I told my husband I wasn't going to do any more marathons. And then I realized that I could qualify for Chicago off my Boston uh, race. So I ran the three and I was satisfied. And um, I told him I wasn't going to run any more long races. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to stick to halves and, you know, the boring stuff. And then um, I, I read, I saw it was April Fool's Day in 2018. And it was a Facebook posting that said there was a 50K in Algonquin, which is in Pocomoke, which is we live in Easton. And I thought, my, I said, George has a 50K and it's in, it's in, it's in Maryland. And I said, but it's in February. I said, I can't imagine running a race in February. And uh, I said, I think I'll sign up for it. And he thought I was, uh, I, he thought it was an April Fool's joke. So about two weeks later, yeah, <laughs> who would think that? So then um, Trent sends everyone a postcard. And Trent's the down. race director for He's the, Trent Swanson. He is wonderful. Yep. Um, he sent a postcard and said, welcome to this crazy group, but you probably won't finish, you know, because, you know, this is hard. You'll be bloody and muddy and all this. And I went, oh, I like this. So when my husband read the card, he goes, you signed up for this? And I said, yeah, I told you I'd do it. So he figured oh. it was one and done. So I showed up and Bart Yazzo was at the race that year. Oh, my gosh. And I met him. And um, so he was apparently the oldest runner. No, I was the oldest runner. And then, then there was somebody that was 16. So we had a picture of Bart Yazzo and myself and the youngest runner um, at this race. I need and, that um, picture. Yeah, that's cute. And, uh, so he goes, um, I said, I, and I was the oldest runner. And I was like, wow. And I loved it. I just, I just fell in love with it. I fell, I think I broke my rib that time, that year. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, I tripped. I was just a talking and I tripped. And I was amazed because there were runners running back past me that were the lead males and females. And the guy stopped to pick me up. And I went, oh, my gosh, no, you, you're, you're racing. I said, I'm fine. And there was these two girls that helped me up. And I did assessment of myself. And she told me, just take a deep breath. And we kept running together. And we talked the whole time. And I thought, um, I said, wow, this is so much fun. Because you can talk. You can relax. And marathons, you tend to just stare in front of you. It's the road. And your body gets beat up. But this, this race showed me another life in running. Yeah. And I realized my my love for running um, has been renewed after all these years that I re realized trail running is for me. So it was that um, and I've discovered it, too. And in fact, it's it's one of my favorite things about it is just that really tight sense of community. Community. That, 
that you belong. And, and look, it's not to say that people aren't competitive and we all want to win. And, you know, most people would be lying if they said they weren't competitive with themselves or with the others around Mm -hmm. them. But at the end of the day, it's, it's just one big family. Like we're all out there to help one another and cheer each other on and, and, uh, and all that. And I don't think you get that. And it seems like you didn't get that with the marathons and stuff like that. But then all of a sudden you did this 50 K and this whole new world opened up to you. It did. And it did. And and it was a family. And I did. I, I, I felt I'm renewed. I mean, I've been running for a long time and I was probably getting bur- I got burned out on the races because I, I just it was nothing. It was like you finish and then you go home. This one you finish and everybody parties afterwards. Everybody yes. um, um, <laughs> enjoys and they never ask you your time. I mean, they know your time because you have to be under the time limits, but no one's asked you your splits. I love it. No one says, did you do that first half faster than your second half? It's supposed to be a negative split. None of that language, none of that talk. And uh, that's what I fell in love with. And um, I just, I was looking for the next ultra. And then um, I, and Trent, um, and then COVID happened um, the following year. And um, in the following year, I know what happened is that there's these five people from, from Centerville and they call themselves the um, Centerville Crushers, and they just shorten it to Crushers, their team. Mm. And they were afterwards, and they were the last people to leave that night. And um, they were partying. And Trent said, "What are you all girls doing?" She goes, we're, "We we are the you know Centerville Crushers, and we um, run in Tuckahoe." And she said, "You know, you should have a race in Tuckahoe." So mm. Trent goes, "Wait a minute." So <laughs> then the Tuckahoe twenty five k began. Wow. So the following year, and, and they had Tuckahoe 25. And mm-hmm. um, that's where I go to run. I, I had no idea that Tuckahoe was there. I live 35 minutes from there. Did not. Uh, I mean, we went hiking one time, but it has so many really cool trails yeah. that that's what I do. At least once or twice a week, I drive over there to run trails. Because mm-hmm. when I was a road runner, I kept saying, you know, one thing nice about road running is that you walk out your door and you run. Yeah. You don't have to go anywhere. You you have your equipment is your shoes and you know of course your your apparel, but the but the trails you have to travel. I mean I do. I have to travel. And I thought I I don't want to travel anywhere to run, and now I love it so much. It's worth me you know traveling to a trailhead to you know to run. Yeah, we a lot of the trails we have some trails pretty close to where we are. You know, 15, 20 minutes away, but. We have, um, but you have to get in your car to drive it, right? Yeah, and like so, we even mm-hmm. have the the trails that I usually do for the longer runs are the uh, the the more flat trails, the rail trails and stuff. And for that, you know, I have to drive forty minutes to get there. But I just feel like, especially nowadays, because I see how people drive, and I'm like, I just can't understand why anyone would want to take the risk of running on the roads and. You know, especially out here, the, the the shoulders like three inches wide. There's like a line, and, and then there's and grass. People like to scare you. People like to try to like swerve towards you. I've had that happen. Oh. I've had things thrown at me. Um, and it was the worst part when I was when I was um, working. I would get up at four o'clock in the morning, and I'd leave the house between four thirty and quarter five. And the and people would go by me with with their bright lights on me, and it blinds you. And I would wave to them, and I would put my hand over my eyes. That was the hardest part is, is yeah. running. I hated that. I, and I love running so much, but it didn't deter me. I just, you know, bust at them. But, um, so, you know, it's just it's scary. One time I was running in Salisbury and um, when we lived there 
and I was running through the park and they had like little, little, uh, first time I ever really ran a trail and it was right next to the water. I felt so cool. And when I came out, this guy was on his bike and he flashed me <laughs> on his what? bike. And I thought, oh my gosh, I can't run on these trails because he, if he saw that I came here once or twice a week, then, you know, I, it scared me. And yeah. I had never been scared around here or in, in Tuckahoe. Yeah. Never been scared to run there by myself. The worst thing that I've had happen to me happened about four weeks ago. And that was a cow somehow <laughs> got out onto the trail off the field next to it. And it was doing a light little jog toward me. And I know they, you know, they're harmless and everything like that, but, but they're big. you know, when it's like <laughs> six o'clock in the morning and this big brown cow is coming right at you, I just jumped right up on the hill and I'm like, you go ahead and do your thing. You know, I'm good, but that's the worst thing that's going to happen. A car is not going to hit me or anything else. I mean, if, if a cow's the worst thing, then, you know, that's pretty good. I mean, you have to, you have to be, when you're on your road, you've got to be um, responsible for yourself and you have to, cause they're not looking out for you. You have to look out for yourself. My worst time is I have this um, course in my house and I would run in my uh, loop mm. and I was coming back in and I saw something before my eye and I thought it was a white plastic bag that was blowing next to me. And I realized the wind, it wasn't windy. It was a skunk. Oh, <laughs> and it ran out and it ran across the road and stopped there. And I knew I couldn't get around it because I get sprayed. That'd be it. Oh. So I had to turn around and, and go longer that day and try to get home before I had to get oh, to work. My that was my worst. Yeah. The skunk. Yeah. <laughs> so, so take me back in time, take me back to, to high school and, you know, your college years. And, and so when did the actual love of running develop? Did you do track? I have to imagine you were on the track team. Did you do track in high school and college? Well, you and realize I, I graduated um, in 1969 mm -hmm. and they did not have a female track team. They had um, field hockey, they had basketball and they had softball. And that was it. That was all the sports they, they, that women were allowed to play. I could play field hockey, um, but I didn't have any I was short. I'm only five, two couldn't play basketball. And um, I didn't have any coordination for softball. So I was a cheerleader. Hmm. Um, I, I'm loud. And um, so I, I played field hockey and then I was a cheerleader and we, I was just missing something in the spring. So a few of us that loved that we wanted to have um, a female um, track team. So in my junior year in, in high school, we, um, we developed a female track team. And I was on, um, I was a sprinter. And was back then it was 50 yards. Oh, wow. A <laughs> hundred yards, not, not meters or miles, half mile. And there was a two mile, um, one guy I remember when I was in high school would, would run the two mile. They wouldn't allow the girls to run the two mile. Really? We only, we only could do hurdles um, and sprinting. And, and then we do the um, relay, which was one around, around the track once. So yeah. we all had to run a quarter of a you know, mile uh, for, the, for the relay. And I was the anchor. So I remember seeing that guy run around the track for two miles thinking, how in the world is he ever doing that? <laughs> Running around this track for two miles. Yeah. Um, but I never ran at home. I never um, ran uh, other than practice. That's all we ran. We, we didn't even think about running on the weekends. Huh. So um, I know, I know. Wow. That's so crazy. They didn't, uh, 
allow you to run the, the two mile. Like just thinking about that is insane. We, we only could run the short sprints and hurdles and they let us run the relay, four, four-legged relay, four by four relay. Oh my God. Because they, well, you know, this was 69. They think women could, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the basketball back then was only half court. Talk about how long ago. They could only run half court. Oh my God. They, they didn't think they could run the full because I had a really, my best friend was a really good basketball player. Wow. Um, and, you know, they would have to hand it off to someone else on the other side of the court. It was weird. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that's, that's funny because, like, the thing that <laughs> kind of ruined running for me in, in, uh, in high school was they had the presidential fitness test. And um, I love so, that. <laughs> so, like, this is what caused me to absolutely hate running with a passion is that, you know, I remember, you know, the PE teacher who really didn't know anything about running. I mean, one of them was the track coach. The other two didn't know anything about running. And so he, you know, he'd sit there with his stopwatch and they clocked your mile at the beginning of the year. And then they clocked your mile at the end of the year. And if your mile at the end of the year was faster than the one at the beginning, you were more fit. And he didn't say anything about pace. He just said, go run. And so just run. So I would redline it around the first lap and he would always say pretty good pace Warren. All right, keep it up. And then I would try to keep it up. But after like the second one, I'm gassed. (laughs) Third one, I want to die. And the fourth one, I was like, I never want anything to do with running unless I'm being chased by a rabid dog ever in my life. And that really killed it for me. And one of my best friends, my best friend um, ran track in high school. And the running joke is that like, I say running joke, that's kind of a funny way to put it. But he always says, you should have, you should have ran track in high school. You'd have been great. And I'm like, I don't know that I would have, first of all, but that presidential fitness test killed it for me. If, if the, if the teacher would have said, Hey, Mike, look, here's what you want to do. I know you want to go, you want to go around the first loop and just crush it, but slow down a little bit because you're going to have to do three more after that. Even if he would have just told me that, I feel like I would have paced myself. Maybe I would have enjoyed it. And maybe I would have tried outdoor track or something like that. But I hate Did you do cross country? Did you do cross country? I didn't want to. No, we just did the presidential fitness test. Was, and then I. Because we I, must not have had that when I was in school because I, no. I would have loved it. Because they didn't have a women's cross country team. And I would play field hockey. And if we did something wrong, she'd make us run around the, the perimeter of the of the field. And I love that part. <laughs> oh, wow. That wasn't punishment at all for you. <laughs> You're like, Woo, good. <laughs> <laughs> so your your husband, didn't he didn't he first do the JFK 50? And didn't you? He, he, he ran um, when we moved to Easton, Maryland. Um, we met a guy. Um, he was a teacher, Don Marvel, mm-hmm. and he ran altars. He was the first person I've ever heard the word altar come out. And he was very humble and never really said much. But mm-hmm. he would run the, he went, won the 24 hour um, on the track back down, I think it was in South Carolina and in the early 70s. So he ran the JFK and he came in third. Um, uh, I think it was 73, 74, 75, something like that. Mm. So he asked my husband to pace him for 20 miles. Mm. So um, he went up there and he ran the one guy ran the 20 miles on the AT and then he ran 20 miles on the CNO towpath. And then the third guy finished up 
on the road. Wow. Um, and, and I remember him telling me about, that's the first time I ever heard of JFK. Huh. So what year was and this? Was this? Th- this was, um, we moved here in 80. 80, okay. 1980. Wow. Holy and, and And Don had been doing ultras for years. There was a big thing that he would, he would run his, they had uh, season tickets at Baltimore Orioles and, and he would run to the Bay Bridge or after and his wife would leave after him and she'd pick him up on the way and he'd just like take a washcloth and wash himself off. And, and I remember thinking, <laughs> that man's crazy. My God, can you imagine? <laughs> and now I do all that stuff. <laughs> See, that had to be back then. That had to be super crazy because this stuff is still considered crazy to anybody who's not in the community they they hear these these events and they're like that's just absolutely nuts so back I know, you hear, then, I don't that even had to be... drive 50 miles i don't even drive uh, so hey. I, you tend not you tend not to talk to people that don't understand it because they look at you and they they say what about your knees and what i went to my class reunion two years ago and um they asked me if i had all my original parts they thought sure i'd have a, a hip replaced and my knees replaced and all that and i said no i got everything right and I, I get get back when you're saying when you when you get to my age, age is is just a number. I mean, if we stay fit, um, we can go forever. I think, you know, my husband and I have always we've run for a long time. We um, we eat a healthy diet. Yeah, we um, we try to maintain a healthy lifestyle. Um, and, and I think if you do that, um, you can do things a lot longer and I'm going to yeah. prove it. This is what 70 is. Well, that, see, I that, don't think it's that unusual. I don't think it's that unusual. But I just feel like society kind of dictates what you should do at certain ages. And certainly society doesn't encourage people at the age of 70 to go out and run ultra marathons. And they didn't and, encourage women to do it either. Yeah. I so I never, just, I would never encourage my, my mom thought that because I play, I um, played field hockey and I ran track that my organs are going to fall out. Um, and so she never saw me. She never saw me run. She never came to my games because she did not believe in women um, athletes. And, yeah. um, but I, I loved it so much. I had a, such a passion for um, athletics and, and the sports that I did it anyway. Yeah. I, um, I just loved it. I, love, I still love it to this day. Do you think that, um, I mean, I, <laughs> I would imagine the people around you that are around your age either think you're crazy, mm-hmm. uh, but you probably don't hang out with many of them anyway. But do you, I know you're going to say, no, no, no. I, I, people inspire me. I don't inspire other people. But do you think that over the course of what you've done, especially with people your age, whether they're friends or family or whatever it is, that people have gotten off the couch and done certain things that maybe they wouldn't have yeah. done if Penny weren't out there crushing it all the time. I have, I've had, I've had that happen. And I, I, you know, I, I don't, I feel, you know, I, it's I a weird thing. Sport. I know it is weird because I love sports and I hear somebody, I get this from the younger um, racers, uh, the ultra run. They said they want to grow up to be me. When they say, I want to grow up to be Penny, I thought, why? That is so cool. I mean, it's cool. And I said, you can if you just keep on doing what you're doing yeah. and, uh, and you keep the love there. I mean, um, a lot of people, I, you know, they'll, they'll, they get burned out and they won't run anymore. I can't imagine me not running every day. I, yeah. I, I have a coach now. I, I hired a coach last year for JFK. Hmm. And um, 
I felt like a runner for the first time. And I said that to one of my fellow runners and they goes, Oh my God, Penny, you, you're a bit, you are a runner. You don't need a coach to feel like you're a, a legit runner. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, uh, I uh, hired a coach and I, and when she tells me um, this week, I'm, I'm tapering for my race. Mm-hmm. And she said today, I'm not supposed to run anything. And she said, if you do, it's a two mile walk only. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get on my bike and, you know, I have an indoor bike now and I, I'll ride for like 10 or 15 miles. To me, that's like easy running. You know? Yeah. So well, I, I like to be I, active every day. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, I told you I had this this event on um, Sunday that that kind of wrecked me a little bit as far as how my legs felt and everything. And I've always been probably like you that, you know, the, the world, you know, can be a little chaotic, especially with the past two years. And for me mentally to go out and do something for myself and push myself, even most days when I don't want to do it and I don't want to go out and run when it's eight degrees and I don't want to have icicles hanging off my eyebrows and stuff like that. I do it because I just feel like I got that win, that victory for myself. And then like I, I told other people before, it's kind of like the rest of the day can just kind of fall into whatever pattern it's going to fall into. But I got the win for myself. I got the victory. And so yesterday, no, it finished Sunday, Monday, my wife, who's amazing. And she saw that I was kind of like going up the stairs one step at a time and holding <laughs> onto the railing and kind of moaning and stuff like that. She said, you're not doing anything today. You're just going to like lay in the bed and I'm going to bring your meals. You're not going to do anything. And mentally, honestly, I, I did what she said to do. I finished the whole day. I didn't do anything, but just kind of walk around the house and stuff like that. But mentally, Oh, I really felt it. And I'm not used to taking, I know you have to, but I'm not, when I have to take time off like that, it just crushes me mentally. And it's like, it's, tor- it's torture. To it's hard. It. And it's, it's like, it's if hard. I'm not doing anything. And then yesterday I told her, I said, I'm going to go run. I, I, it's not going to be a fast run. I got to go run. I got to go. Cause I got to keep running on tired legs. And that's part of the, the mm-hmm. game too, that when you, you don't want to run, you run, even if your body feels like it went through a meat grinder and whatever kicked in, whatever kicks in mentally, the endorphins, whatever it is, I got my medicine for the day and I was like, all right, I'm back at it. But like, when you don't have that, like my biggest fear is that one day I'll get seriously injured and that I won't be able to do this. And then I'll be like the most miserable person in the universe. Do you ever think about injuries? I mean, you've been, you've been pretty good with injuries, right? Or ha- ha- have you not? Well, see, my, my, my Tuckahoe, um, see, I was saying I, the, the worst, the hardest weeks are the tapering weeks, which I'm on right now. And the recovery week will be next week. Those are my two hardest weeks. Cause I love training. I yeah. do love the training, but I was running the Tuckahoe first Tuckahoe 25 K and it's in my home backyard. And, and I, I was just flying. I loved it. And, <laughs> and, um, I was running and I kept telling everybody, be careful. There's a lot of roots and all that. Be careful. And I was running and I was so proud of myself. And then the last part is called a radiator where you run up and down these um, pine trees and it's pine chats and it's just straight. And I, mm. and there was these little cheerleaders and they were standing there cheering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it just, it just, 
got me and I got this adrenaline rush and I, I got so excited. I just took off down this thing and I fell. I tripped. It must have been a little um, root or, or a stump stump. And it threw me on my shoulder, this shoulder. Oh my gosh. It, I broke it, it cracked in three places on the top of my humerus. Oh my gosh. Yes. And this guy came behind me, my angel, I call him my angel. Um, he came behind me and said, are you okay? And I said, no, I'm not okay. I realized yeah. I couldn't get myself up. So he helped me up and he was a, a emergency um, mountaineer that helps uh, skiers when they fall. So he had a sling in his backpack in his hydration bag. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh. So he, he put the sling on and they were going to call an ambulance and um, they were going to call the medics. And I said, no, no, I don't need a medic. And they kept saying, she doesn't need a medic. They got <laughs> in their arms. And I said, no. I, and so Pablo, um, that's Pablo, my angel, he, um, he kept assessing me and I was doing the same thing to make sure I wasn't in shock. And, you know, I didn't have an internal bleed. So, you know, and I realized he was talking to me to just see how I was cognizant of, of where I am and all. And of course I was talking to, you know, and I said, he goes, um, do you sure you want to, I said, no, I'm going to finish this race. And so, and he walked with me the mile and a half to the finish. And uh, I tried to run a couple of steps and I realized running was not doing it. Uh, <laughs> so, so I was holding my arm like this and I remember uh, my nose was running and I thought, I can't ask him to wipe my nose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that. But he was my dear angel. I, I just uh, owe him a lot. And he helped me through this race. And um, when my husband saw me, because he knew he know, he has a good um, timing. I'm, I'm really good at, uh, I'm not very good at passing, but he knew exactly when I'm going to finish. He has an eight um, sense of that. Wow. And he knows, and he, and I didn't come in. I didn't come in. And he goes, I wonder where she is. And when I came in, I had this, you know, um, thing around my arm and I was holding it and I was running. I tried to run in. <laughs> oh my god so i promised everybody i'd go to the er um so i went to the er and uh, and i was in a and i had surgery um the week later and yeah. the guy told me i couldn't run for 12 to 14 weeks and <gasps> this was, that's a death and so, sentence yeah and i had this race coming up my second algonquin and i thought i'm running that so I said, well, what happens if I ran? He goes, if you fell again, we'd have to replace your shoulder. And I said, I'm not going to fall again. And I said, okay, I'll be careful. And uh, <laughs> he goes, there's no studies. And what he wanted to say was no studies on someone your age. Uh, and I, I know that's what he meant. And, uh, yeah. and I went, hmm. But when he said, if I fell again, so I, uh, my husband went that day and bought me an indoor bike. And I have a treadmill at home that I rarely use. The only time I use it is when it's icy or yeah. it's dangerous running, you know, if you have a hurricane or something like that. Yeah. Not that dumb. I'm not that crazy. When a hurricane comes or a tornado, you'll just tackle the treadmill. I get it. Yes. If, it, if it's completely an ice storm, my husband goes out first to see if the roads are okay. And um, so I got on my bike and I ran, I rode, I think, 20 miles that day and then I got on the treadmill and I walked for like 10 miles and then um, I started doing that and and I, I'd hold I'd have a brace on and I'd hold it and then I started um, the day after Thanksgiving I ran um, a half mile 
and I'd walk a mile and run a half mile walk, mm. and it didn't bother me. So the next day I ran a quarter mile, mm. um, I, have, I, I mean, a mile, and then I'd walk. And then I got up to where I was running five miles on the treadmill and I was doing wow. biking and I was doing um, like leg lifts. Like um, I would uh, hold a dumbbell in hand. I do squats yeah. and, um, and I do stair climbing. I have a um, um, weight in my hand and I walk up and down the steps. Wow. I just want to do anything. And, um, and then um, I, my husband said, why don't you try outside? And that scared me. I thought, and so he, he, he went out there with me and we ran two miles on the road and I was like adrenaline. I was like, oh, oh my God, I'm outside. I'm outside. <laughs> and I, um, I made my post-op appointment the two days after the race. Um, it was a Monday and I ran Algonquin. I mean, I ran yeah, Algonquin with, with my shoulder, well, it was 14 weeks before breaking mm. or 12 weeks. And um, I went to the doctor's office and I put my mug, you know, they give you a mug, mm. put my mug on the counter. And I said, I just ran this 50 K. I and love I it. Said, <laughs> I love it. And what was the reaction? <laughs> he just looked at me like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, so I got it like with, that's incredible. But like, so I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So with all these ultras, the physical preparation is one thing. And the fact that you can train your lungs and your legs. To, oh, it's your mental. Right. So that's my, so at a certain point in any ultra, it becomes, it's a mental battle and well, it doesn't matter how mental. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't matter how fit you are physically. It, it just becomes a mental deal. So with that in mind, if you were to have an audience of say 50, 70 year olds right in front of you, and you're going to have a discussion about running and this and that, would you tell them that the limitations that there aren't even at the age of 70, I mean, you're, you're proof, but at the age of 70, they shouldn't have in their heads that there are physical limitations, that it's more about what they think about the age and that they shouldn't do these things and they're going to fall and they're going to get hurt and they're going to break their bones and stuff like that. I mean, is that kind of what you would say to this group of, yeah, but, but yeah, it's, it's mental. If you tell yourself you can't do something, you're not going to do it. So you have to be strong and say, I can do this. And yeah. every race I run, I get mentally stronger. Hmm. I get mentally stronger because if I knew I could run, after breaking my arm and him telling me that I can't run, that put a spark in me. That's yeah. I, I, I was determined that I was not going to let this stop me. And I bought this book. It was called Recovery. When you're injured, how you recover. And what the quote was in it was that you are, you are training for recovery. Mm. Recovery is your race that you are recovering. So I, I did everything I could safely now i'm not going to do anything to damage myself because i want to run forever i've always said yeah. i want to run forever um wow. so i did what i could safely and and yes that race was very hard on me because i wasn't in, in shape i yeah. wasn't um uh, i was shaped mentally but not physically i wasn't trained as well as i usually am but it gave me strength that if i can work through that i can work through that anything and yeah, um, I, I definitely so feel I, like I, sorry go ahead 
No, I, I, I use life experiences to help me in a lot of, of deals. I know when I had my baby, my son, I, um, I ran marathons and I knew if I ran a marathon, I can get through labor. And I, wow. uh, when I went through labor, then I realized I can run anything you know, I did it without any pain medicine. And I, I, I thought I am, I refuse to take any pain medicine. And I thought I can do this. So that what makes me stronger is, is life experiences. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm sure there's a saying out there. I, I I'll just, it, it's just coming to me now, but I feel like, um, and not to sound like philosophical or like Bruce Lee or anything, but I feel like there is a lot of comfort and discomfort. And I guess what I mean by that is, and, and I'm preaching to the choir, but you know, you reach a point where your body's screaming, stop, stop, stop. And your brain is overriding it and saying, now we're going to keep on going. Cause I know you can do this. It's almost like your, your, your brain believes in your body so much that it pushes through mm-hmm. the pain that your body's feeling at the moment. But then but you got to fight your mental, but then you have to fight your mental. Cause sometimes your mind says, don't do this anymore because you're hurting and you have to tell your mind, no, be quiet. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, shut, shut the F up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and that's what you have these little, little, conversation See, i i never when i ran the road when i run roads i have to have music i have to have podcast i have to listen to something and when i run the trails there's nothing but my head and yeah. i love it i love it nothing but what my my i think about i think about so much when it's I'm meditation running. yeah it is yeah. it's beautiful it's beautiful it's meditation and um, um i get so much out of it and that's what i guess i want to if I talk to all these 70 year olds, I say, look at the, what you would get out of this, that you Mm. pushed yourself, that you're getting up every day. I've never had a problem getting up and running. I've never had to battle it. And I would tell people that what you do is put your clothes on and you go out the door and say, okay, I'm going to run a half a mile or a mile. Mm. I've done that before when it's really, really bad out. I've I've done that before. And I say, just get out, just get out. Once you're dressed and you're out, you end up running your, 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 Prefer, you know your scheduled run yeah because once you're out there you guess well, shit i might as well so i'm out here especially <laughs> when the weather but if you if you're like an afternoon runner and it's this the weather is horrible all day long it dwells on you it dwells on you but if you get up in the morning and you go out the door and you face whatever weather is thrown at you you can be better for it because you know you've accomplished it and then as you said the rest of the day is perfect you can do anything the rest of the day yeah, straight away. I, I I get the coffee straight in the morning and I just head out. And I, cause honestly, I, I, I know if I didn't do it early in the morning, I wouldn't, I wouldn't I'm not motivated to do it at night. And I admire people yeah. that can do it at night. I just know I wouldn't do it. So I lock it in well, do it in the well, morning. Well, and that's what amazed me about Pemberton 24. I have never run at night <gasps> and I worried me so much about, I mean, I run in early in the morning. Because yeah. I run in the dark a lot, but I've never run at seven o'clock at night, yeah. you know, and I thought that was going to be a big kicker. And I was so worried. So that first year I did it, I ran um, 12 hours straight and wow. I was so excited. I'm, I'm pr- and I'm proud of you. you did all 24. That was yes. my goal this year. I ran all um, 12 hours straight. And I was so excited with myself. I thought, wow. And the second lap or the second lap, I fell and broke my finger. I tripped and I, and did I, you really? I, did, I fell on my, 
Yeah, I got this broken finger now. Still, still broken. See, <laughs> last September you broke that. Um, two years ago. Two years ago. Okay. <laughs> that was my first memory. Too. Something about the first time I run a race, I fall and break something. Oh I don't my know, because uh, uh, Algonquin was my ribs and Tuckahoe was my shoulder, and this was my finger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so every time I'd finish a lap, I'd go to the e ET and, 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 you know, they, they looked at it and I would stick it in the bucket, cold bucket. And I, and then they taped it for me, taped it to my other finger. Um, but I ran the whole race. And uh, then when I finished, um, I, I ran 18 that year. And then I went to the ER. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. And then I, and then they had to set it in the office and they didn't do a very good job. <laughs> Hey, it's, it's proof that you battled through that, you know, it's, it's a, it's, you know, you should wear it proudly, you know, I do. I realize, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's, um, and, you know, <laughs> and they, they'll go, Oh my God, you, you run with a broken finger. I said, yeah, you know, my injuries I've had were all upper body. So I, I'm very, very fortunate. I haven't my lower body. Yeah. You know, I can still run with a broken finger. I can still run with my, my shoulder. Um, and I had a, you know, I could still run with that. So it's not a broken toe. You can still move. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, um, but yeah, and my son told my, asked my husband, can you tell mom not to run these trail races anymore? I'm so worried about her because she's, she's getting injured. I don't want to see her hurt. And George says, I'm not telling her that. <laughs> so I, I got to add, so I, I don't know how this is for you. I mean, like, funny thing is as a, as a dad, it's, it's, um, you know, you want to model certain things for your, your kids and like, you know, my son's 12 and in my head, I mean, I want to be that, I don't want to be a superhero, but I want to model certain behavior for him. And I want him to know that, you know, even at his dad's age that, you know, I'm still out there challenging myself and doing what most people think is goofy and crazy but it absolutely terrifies him. He is not, he knows these distances that, that I do and stuff like that. And he is not, he's not excited. Like I, he, when he, the, I try not to inconvenience people. And so I try not to, some of these races are so long that it just doesn't make sense. And I have to drive five hours to go to him and stuff. But the ones that are more local that are, you know, 50 Ks or whatever, he'll come but you can see the look on his face when I cross the finish line. He'll have a sign and stuff, but he's terrified that like daddy's going to die. And like, I actually had to ask him not too long ago. I said, look, it just, buddy, it looks like you're not excited when, when I finish, like you're just not excited when you're there. And I said, what's going on? And he's like, I'm just afraid you're going to really hurt yourself. And I was like, so he doesn't, you know, try to talk me out of it or say you're an idiot, but he's just terrified that daddy's going to like really injure or kill himself. So I, that's why when I finished a race, I had this big smile on my face. And I always like, yes, and I do this <laughs> because I don't want anyone to think this. Like they didn't see me like a half a mile down the road going, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit, 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 shit. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, um, but my son is very proud of me and he brags about me all the time. I've heard awesome. from others and they said that, um, that has got a strong, he says, I have a strong ass mother and yes. she's, she's badass and, and that, and he's 34, he'll be 35 yep. soon. So that makes me very proud that he's, he's very proud of me. 
and what I've accomplished. So I, awesome. I think that's, yeah, I, I, I like that. And my husband's proud of me too. <laughs> yeah. That's such a good feeling. That's, yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, they don't want me hurt. I don't want to be, I don't like being hurt. I, I don't, I don't want to be injured because I love running so much, but I don't want to give this up just so I, you know, I, I, I have to deal with it as it comes. Yeah. And the most amazing thing too, is that you're out there. Nobody's forcing you to do this stuff. Nobody's out there saying you got to run every day. Nobody's forcing you to do these 50 Ks, 50 mile, all, all the stuff you've done, these 24 hour events. It's you, you're choosing mm-hmm. to do all this stuff. And so I just, I think that's awesome that people around but you, you get so much out of it. It's, it gives you such a, um, a empowerment. and and accomplishment and and you don't have to depend on anyone else like team sports you have to depend on someone else i choose to do this and i i i I love it i just i love it and i i I guess i want to tell everybody about the sport to get everybody everyone feeling like i feel when i run and um yeah. yeah, but I just love it when they say they want to grow up to be like me. Oh, <laughs> what a compliment, right? It's such a compliment. And last year for the Algonquin, I didn't real I had no idea, but what they do, they have a, a sticker and they pick somebody every year. So last year when I was in a um, training run, Trent presented me with the one for last year and it was shine like a penny. Oh, wow. Oh, Wasn't that gosh. sweet? Oh my God, I cried. Oh, <laughs> dying like a penny. And that, that was on the, on the sticker. Wasn't that sweet? Oh my God. And, and he, he, he does, he does tell me how, and he sent me a, a get, get well card because he always tries to be hard. Like he wants the worst weather possible. He's, right. he, he, you know, he's like, he's so cute. He sent me a card and, and he told me how much he was so proud of me and, and what wow. I, you know, that, and I'm the oldest runner and most of these, races that i run yeah. and i i go th- i go through the list like how many people <laughs> but you go I to ran, you can go to ultra sign up and organize it by age and you click the 70 to 79 or whatever and there's you right <laughs> and now and and well let me tell you about jfk um i i decided that that was going to be uh, a race that i had to run you know because of don marvel and um and it's a epic race for alters and and Camille Herons run it and uh, mm-hmm. Mike Wardian, uh, Hayden Hawks. I mean, there's a lot of elite runners that run this. And when you run a trail, it's so cool because you're running a trail that these elite runners or a marathon, whatever, you know, that they've run on. So you, they're going to, you're going through the same thing they're going through. So um, I, I decided I was going to run this and um, the, and they had the age group was, 60 to 69 and 70 and above. Mm. And I knew that, I mean, all I had to do was finish because I didn't see any other 70 year olds. When you're doing a road race, a 10 K and you're the only 70 year old, it's not that big of a deal. I don't yeah. think for me. Yeah. So, um, but I knew that I was the only one. So I thought all I have to do is be under the time, the cutoff. And I, I got, you know, I thought, Oh my gosh. Cause in altars, you don't have any age group awards. None, none. Yeah. So George knew that the other woman in 2007, she broke the age group record and her time was 12 hours, 37 minutes and 29 seconds. Hmm. So as I was coming in, my time was 12 hours, 34 minutes and 35 seconds. So I beat the age group record that had been there for 14 years. Oh my gosh. 
Oh, oh, so proud. That's incredible. Husband, I had no idea. And oh, my, my husband gosh. was screaming at me. Oh, my God, Penny. Oh, my God. You broke the record. And, you know, it's like a big deal. So we go in, and there was these awards on the table. So he was so, he gets so excited. He goes, because um, sometimes he'll look at the finish, like uh, Naples 10 miler, and, and he'll look and see if I, I you know, uh, want in my age group, plays in my age group. And he wouldn't tell me and he would mm-hmm. stay in the back like, you know, and then they call my name because I want to be surprised. And um, so he went, we went to look and there was no age group for 70 on the table. It was 69 and over or uh. 60. Yes. And so the guy, so George, um, George went and, and asked the race director or, or the people that he thought was in charge. And they said, just take that one. He goes, mm. no, because someone in their 60 to 69 year old might have probably, you know, came in before her. No, we can't do that. And mm. he so he was running around trying to get justice money. And I noticed the massage table was empty. So I went over and got a massage. <laughs> That's <laughs> it awesome. So it was so cute. <laughs> so, so I would lay in there, you know, and, and uh, so um the guy told him to email. So he emailed me and they mailed it to me. Oh, that's but not, awesome. not the record. They didn't say anything about the record. That's all right. Send me the, yeah, it's all you right. know, you set but the record, I'll, but I'll be in the um, program for next year. So I'm going to make sure I get that program. That's awesome. <laughs> I felt that was cool. That it was icing is- on the cake. It was to me. I won because I finished um, in the cutoff. Yeah. To me, that was a thrill. That was that's- a thrill freaking amazing that's awesome I know. I know. and someone asked me if i was going to do it again i went no one and done that's nope <laughs> no i gotta ask you so i can so so um the listeners don't have this benefit but we're on video right now and as you're moving i can tell that you've got two watches on which i love by the way i think oh, oh yes i, oh I think that's gosh. so cool because i know i'm not <laughs> the only one especially during the summer and spring i wear two watches right but anyway so tell me the gear Tell me the shoes, tell me the socks, tell me what you eat, tell me everything that you are that goes into doing these, these runs and stuff like that. Yeah. What do, what, what's the gear, what's story, the nutrition? Though. I had to tell you a story. I went to our little store in St. Michael's and she has a new uh, running store and I had my two watches on and the girl looked at me, she goes, oh, you wear two watches? And I said, yes, just, I do too. And she put yeah. her other watch on. She goes, I didn't want to show anybody that I have two watches. And I, I feel a little silly, but I'm so used to it now. I have an, um, an Apple watch. Yeah, that I, I like. So and I use that one. And this is a Garmin Phoenix. Um, Phoenix yeah, 6. I love it. Yeah. 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 So but and, and this does a lot but that this doesn't do. And I like this because it does. You know, this one voice tells me how far I've gone. I don't have to look at my watch. Mm-hmm. It tells me one mile and there's and this one just gives me a quarry. So that's why I wear two of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, what else did you ask me? I'm sorry. So. Well, let me ask you something related to that. So when I talked to Wally a couple of weeks ago, I asked him about his journals and stuff like that. And nowadays, like I have the Phoenix six too, and I love it because I'm a data junkie and okay. So you have the log book that, okay. So I love. Believe it or not, I have, I have two. I have this one that I've done for years and years and years. And then when I started training for JFK, I have a loose leaf notebook that I write from when my coach gives me my information and I'll write it in there and then I'll write how I run. So I have to keep two of these things. Oh, wow. I keep two of them. And 
and I have to go back on my, uh, I don't do it every day, but it's, you're supposed to write it and log it in so she can see it. I don't write, I don't do that as often as this. she gets all the information from my Garmin. Yeah. So that was my point. You don't, so you don't, you still don't rely all the way on what the Garmin, like the data the Garmin gives you, you still write it down and actually keep a log, right? I keep a log. I, I don't see, I'm, I'm, I don't know technology that much. I don't know how to go back and look at all my stuff on, <sighs> on the, everyone says, well, do it by the computer. That doesn't work for me. I, I just rather write it down. Yeah. And I can just thumb through it. When, when I want to look at it, I don't have to go to the computer. I just look at it and I say, oh yeah, I did this this time and this this time. It's easy. Yeah. yeah it's One easy. of these days when we're, we're, running the same race, I'm going to pull you aside and I'm going to have my laptop and I'm going to sh show you the uh, Garmin Connect and all the data and all the analysis. Actually, I do, I, I do put, I do look at my Garmin Connect um, and I do look at the data. Yeah, I do. I, I look for uh, sleep because I wear this for my sleep and it shows yeah. me how long I, I, I do, I do that. Gotcha. But um, I, I just love, I love the written word. I, I just, yeah. um, for me, it, and I, and I keep them all and I keep um, the 2022 and then when i finish this year i'll write how many miles i've had and all my races are in here yeah i'm, I'm, I'm a low-tech person and so what's your what's your weekly routine what what do you eat what what goes into all this um my routine is different now because i'm i've been retired now for two years it's different um uh so i'll tell you what i've done since i retired um in the morning um i usually get up between five and five thirty, still, and um, and gets goes and gets my coffee. You do drink coffee. We've established that, right? Mm -hmm. Bravo. We espresso. Okay, we have an espresso machine. He gets, he brings my coffee, and um, and I'll drink that, and then I'll eat a banana because I have to take. Um, I'm unfortunately I'm on cholesterol medicine after all these years, and I have to take that. I take that in the morning, so I eat a banana, and um, then I take um, some supplements. And, and then I, I've been developing this in the last three months. I take a, a teaspoon of peanut butter ah. um, because if I take my vitamins on empty stomach or well, something, I get a little nauseous and mm. I found that peanut butter works really well. And I take huh. that and then, um, yeah. And then we'll watch the morning shows right now. I'm watching Olympics and we watch them uh, MSNBC and, uh, and then I go out and run and I, I warm up which I have a lot more time to warm up now. I used to just go out the door because I had to go to work. And I, I love my warm up. I have this little set routine that I do. I warm up and run. And if I go um, to my um, trail, I have to pack a cooler so I can have my stuff to drink afterwards. And, um, and then I come home and I either, um, I'll do a workout, a strength workout. Yeah. And I, you know, I try to not do, um, I do strength workout three, four times a week and I ride my bike a couple day, days a week and, yeah. um, and I do yoga on Sundays. Wow. That's some serious cross training then. Wow. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, she tells me I'm supposed to have a day off and, and I usually will either do yoga or a really easy, um, indoor bike ride. I think mm -hmm. that's, I think that's, um, I call it, um, active recovery. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're still moving, but you're not pounding the pavement or doing anything mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. No. So do you eat, um, throughout the day? I mean, do you have a special diet? I only, you, you know, I, I only eat twice a day. Um, twice I do a day. 
Mm-hmm. I, really? I eat the banana and, and because I'm taking medications that I, um, I should have to take the same time every day. I, this cholesterol thing is just new. Um, I've been looking at my cholesterol for years and yeah. finally my primary said, you need to take something. Cause yeah. I, I know the, the side effects is muscle wasting. He goes, it's not going to happen. That, that's no. in high dosage. So finally, you know, realize I, I need to do it. And, um, and it's not because of my diet. It's just hereditary. It's I got, got that a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. So thank the family I, for I, that. <laughs> I, I really, I mean, I hear I'm 70 and I just started cholesterol medicine. So yeah. that's not too bad. And um, so I, I can't take it on an empty stomach. So I have to take something. And then um, when I finish working out, I'll have um, um, my husband makes this this protein drink. Um, he mm. makes it on Sunday and he makes a big container of it. And it's got kale in it. It's got uh, fresh ginger and carrot juice and yogurt and, um, wow. and white whey powder. It's really a good drink. It's got everything. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and it tastes different every, every week. <laughs> so I'll drink maybe a, um, a glass of that and I'll have some, um, wasa toast with a little peanut butter on it. And wow. that's my, um, mm-hmm. but twice then, a day, um, twice a day. Mm-hmm. And then Holy dinner, God. he, he fixes dinner. We eat dinner like five o'clock and, uh, I had my glass of wine for dinner. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, uh, so I, I drink my little wine before we sit there and watch, uh, like for like four to five, we'll sit and read the paper and I'll have my wine. He has the scotch and we sit there in like quiet time. It's, it's, it's a That's good life. Awesome. <laughs> it's a good life. I and love then, it. Um, yeah. And then we have dinner and he, he, he very healthy dinners. Um, Except for the next two days, I'll have baked potato and 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 um, um, like roasted chicken or baked chicken. Um, I won't eat any vegetables. I I can't eat vegetables um, before I run. Um, so my diet, you know, I, is low fiber. So okay. the day, the two days before I run, I, it's not a really good diet. I yeah. just eat you know boiled eggs or, or chicken and rice and white rice and potatoes. But um, but like Brussels sprouts, we had Brussels sprouts and. Yeah. Potatoes and sweet potatoes. So it's really, yeah. So you eat fruit. I have fruit. I have fruit too. Okay. So you don't have like a, you're not a vegetarian or vegan or anything like that outside of raising. I I was a vegetarian for years. We were, became vegetarians in 1972. Wow. Yes. And, and then, um, uh, I think I started incorporating around, um, when I was pregnant with my son, even though I know I got enough protein, I didn't, feel that the literature really wasn't that I read all the books on pregnancy and, and vegetarianism, but I decided um, just to be on the safe side, then I would eat, I would eat chicken and mm-hmm. for the protein and eggs. And, and um, so I would eat chicken and, uh, and I, I don't eat red meat, um, I, pork. Um, I, I'm not a fish person. I don't like fish. Um, yeah. But then it got so about a year ago, um, I, I don't know, for some reason I decided I wasn't going to worry about my diet anymore. I was I never really worried about my diet. I was just, I did, it was more humanitarian reasons for yeah. um, uh, meat. I didn't yeah. like the idea of killing a cow and, um, and then what the cow does to the atmosphere. Yeah. So I don't know, about a year ago, I decided I'm, I just threw it out. So um, every once in a while we get some bacon and yeah. um, I don't cook bacon, but yeah. we went to a race once and they had bacon on quesadillas and oh my gosh, so <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize how good it was. And, uh, and then I'll have a burger every once in a while. I probably had one burger, two burgers last year. So we used, to, you know, we used to make our own veggie burgers. So 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love those things. It's, it's funny to me because I, years ago I went plant-based um, and cause I, like you, I have the same thing with my, my family gave me this higher cholesterol than it probably should be. It's not, you know, not to the point where I'm on statins or anything like that, but it's for what I do and how I eat, it's higher than it should be. And, and the, the cardiologist a few years ago was like, look, just think about what it would be if you did nothing you know, your family, this is, this is kind of in the genes. It's, it's Mm -hmm. something you're going to have to be cognizant of. You're going to have to be aware of. Um, And it wasn't because of that. I guess it was a bunch of stuff that happened, but I just decided to go plant-based. And, but the funny thing is I say plant-based as long as it's not a race, because what happens when I race is uh, you know, the deal is sun- off at a race. Sunday was a good example. It's, it's the most bizarre thing in the world. Here I am. I drink oat milk. I eat kale. I eat all this like normal stuff, mm-hmm. right? This like plant-based stuff. Mm-hmm. I eat veggie burgers. Oh, oh, I'll have eat- you had that yogurt, oat-based yogurt? Oh, you know, it's uh, d- so delicious yogurt or so. I, that's all I eat. And so. Yeah, I don't eat dairy either, except for cheese. Everyone's all have cheese. But those yeah. oat-based yogurts taste, I would argue, just as good as anything I remember tasting that was full dairy. Like they're amazing. But the funny exactly. thing is with the, with the racing, and it happened on Sunday again, it's absolutely bizarre. I called my wife after the race and I was in the drive-through of a freaking Wendy's. And I said, hon, can you hold on one sec? And she said, yeah. And I said, could I have uh, two grilled chicken sandwiches and a medium fry? And she was like, what the hell are you doing? And I said, <laughs> Okay. My body just wants chicken right now. Like it really, really wants chicken. But outside of that, I don't even think, I mean, I, I, I don't eat, I have no desire to eat red meat, but like chicken, like it's not something that I eat, but on races and stuff like that, like these longer distances, it's like, that's all my body wants. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to listen to you and I'm going to give you your grilled chicken because you deserve it. (laughs) Well, I, I, I mean, I, I, um, I eat, I eat very well. I, I think I eat a pretty, I'm pretty decent 95% of the time. Yeah. Um, but I find that people that they brag about um, their diet or they'll go to races. Oh, I can't eat that. I'm, I'm, I'm plant-based or I can't eat that because it's, do you have, and they, they, they worry so much. And instead of just saying, Oh, let's just screw it. I'll, I'll just eat it. And then it's not going to kill you that no. one race or that no. one or two times a year that you do it. Yeah, it's not. No one's going to say shame, shame on you. You know, so <laughs> I decided at my age that I wasn't going to worry about because I used to go to parties and say, "What's in that?" You know, like yeah. they they make something, and and I and I remember being that person. Yeah, that, yeah. That uh, you know, it would, they I'd have to ask what was in it, and they would you know like if you go to a party and like a big like an office party and they're coming orders and I say, yeah, what's in that? And they'll say, oh, that's such a size, and that's okay. <laughs> that was one of those but but races um i don't know it, it, it's the, you know i can do i can eat anything i want i'll eat chips i've never i wasn't a big i wouldn't eat chips i don't eat donuts that's one thing i i will draw the line on donuts. yeah i will not eat it yeah yeah um it's just not worth it but um no. but chips oh my god they, and pickle juice do you drink pickle oh, juice? i i tried it once and i almost threw up like i can't do it i can't do it i i I found the benefits that I have desired. I have gotten a palate for pickle juice now and Whoa. my stomach handles it. I used to cramp so bad in my feet. My feet would just cramp up 
And if I moved slightly after a long run, especially in the summer, my, my calves, but it was my feet that was cramping. And I'd get my abdominis muscles, abdominis rectus muscles would cramp up. I started drinking pickle juice and none of it happens. It hadn't happened. Ugh. More power. So it's, it's, they, they claim it's the, it's the vinegar and every, it's all the enzymes in the pickle juice, not just pickles, but it, that it does help with electrolyte imbalance. If they could flavor it somehow, I might try. I never it. thought I'd ever drink pickle juice, really, but I am a believer now that I, I drink pickle juice now. Well, next time I see you out on, on the trail somewhere or out on a race, maybe we'll share a big cla- glass of pickle juice or something, you know, like who knows? <laughs> Um, I know, I know Trent has pickle juice. I ran on um, uh, stone mill, um, uh, 50 mile a, a couple of years ago and, uh, they didn't have pickle juice. And I thought, do you don't have pickle juice? I thought everybody had pickle <laughs> I juice. <tell> you. <laughs> <laughs> I had a little bottle and I was going to fill up my little bottle. And I'm like, you don't have pickle juice? And oh, like, no. Nerve. <laughs> so, yeah, so I wanted to ask you I, one other yeah. thing because you mentioned races and, Rumor has it you have something pretty big planned in June. I do. Tell me about this oh, thing called July. Badger Hill 100. Oh my god. Tell me about it. Yes. I I started listening to 10, 10 junk miles. Yep. Um about the same time that Trent got me into um it was about the same time. Uh, probably 2018 I started listening cuz I I was going on a podcast. I got tired of listening to music. And I wanted to, someone told me about podcasts and I looked and they had 10 junk miles. And I thought, I can't imagine 10 miles being junk, but <laughs> I, it, it took me. So I got on there and I got hooked to this podcast yeah. and it is so much fun. They have long mile, long runs. They have the nation where they, they call one of us. I've been on it and they, they interview through like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, just a short you know, synopsis of, of your life. And yeah. then they have um, the gang show, which is about two hours long. And it's so much fun. And they, he just developed three years ago, the Badger 100. Hmm. He has, um, and it's in um, Wisconsin and they have a hundred miler, 50 K and a 50 miler. And I wanted to do it that year. I said, I want to go. And my husband said, oh, it's the Olympics. We can't go there because we watch the Olympics. <laughs> we do. We do. So I said, okay, we'll do it next year. And then the Olympics was canceled because yeah. of COVID. And then they put the next year. So I couldn't do it the next year. So this is the year I was going to do it. So I told my husband I was going to run it. And he started looking all up the East Coast because he didn't want to go to Wisconsin. He goes, oh, there's there's a CNO towpath and there's the Yeti and then there's a Vermont. And, and but I wanted to go to that one because it's it's a flat course. It's a rail trail like you like. Mm. And the cutoff for 100 miles is 36 hours. Wow. Because I did not want to to run because um, I know I can do it. Yeah. I really do. I know I can do it, but I need the time to do it. Yeah. And I didn't want to um, ha- try to do something that I really want to do and be pulled off because I was under the cu- cutoff. It's not that I couldn't do it. But if I found out that I just couldn't do it, that's different. But I yeah. didn't want to be pulled off. And all these races, they have a 30 hour cutoff. Mm. And um, and some of them are 32. But you got to look when it's 32 hour cutoff. It's usually very the vert is high. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of mountains. And it's, it's a tougher. But this is very generous. 36 hours. Yeah. And where is so this? I signed again? up from in Wisconsin, Belleville, uh, Wisconsin. Wow. Okay. Mm. And it's a hundred Honda, Honda, we call it my first hundred. And I'm so excited. 
Oh I'm my so excited. gosh. Holy yeah. Holy. And, uh, and the aid stations, I I've gotten to know all these people. I've never really met them in person, except for a couple people. And, um, so I'm, I'm going to run and I feel like I'm, I'm with my family. It feels yeah. like that my, my community, because I've known these people now we, um, we go back and forth texting each other. We've never really met in person, except for one guy from Frederick. Oh, wow. Billy, Billy. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and, and you know what, I think that what keeps us engaged in life is when we we have something we really want to do and get excited about it yeah um i remember that my first marathon i ever ran i i had such a high after it and then then i started running marathons and then i was beating myself up because i didn't finish in the time i should have my my splits were off i had to walk mm. and i would beat myself up and i thought what am i doing this for um you know, I'm doing something and I, and I get mad at myself for, you know, or, or get bad, you know, talk myself. Um, and I, I would get really bad thoughts in my head, you know, during the race that I didn't like doing this. Why am I out here? And, I'm, yeah. you know, and I never get that with, with ultras. Mm. I never, and I get so excited when I finish every ultra I have run. Yeah. Even yeah. when hurt, even hurt. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and I, I, and I didn't have that with the marathons, except when I did my three, the three majors, you know, um, New York, Boston, and Chicago, that was thrilling. I, that was, I smiled so much in New York it was my first big, big race, 50,000 people. Wow. It was my first big race. I smiled so much that my cheeks hurt. <laughs> <laughs> my cheeks actually hurt <laughs> i just thought the whole time i was running i was going i love this i love this but how many people can run new york all the time I'm, yeah <laughs> but, well um, look. But it, and the roads beat you up too and and uh the trails um really strengthens you yeah i think and i and i love every i finish i love finishing and uh and i like i wish everyone had that feeling in life find a passion that you can do. Yeah. And I think it's neat too, to have something that nobody can take away from you. Like I, you know, I, I look around sometimes and I, you know, I know people that are really emotionally attached to whatever happens at work and work dictates if you feel good or if you feel bad. And that's a really dangerous emotional train to attach yourself to. And I feel like if you have a place, if you have a thing, your own little bubble that is just yours and makes you happy and it challenges, like, that's awesome. Like, I wish everybody, like you said, I wish everybody could have that because it is really such a special thing, you know? So Yeah, what, br bring, what brings joy to your life? You know, you hear that and, um, and this brings joy to my life. Yeah. It, and uh, I mean, I have a full life. I have a uh, husband of 50 years, um, you know, we're still best buddies and I have yeah. a wonderful son, um, you know, so, and I had a, a good career. I yeah. love what I did. Um, and it's nice to be in my age at this time in my life and still have passion for something and yeah. still enjoy life. And, um, and I'm able physically able to do it. It's awesome. Um, and I hope, and I, I want to run forever. I, I, you know, as long as I can. And I, I bought into this, um, um, idea that I wrote bought a book on running and it said that you know if you want to run forever you can't run every day you can't run every day they said you should run my age four days a week and and i bought into that 
And I realized I was missing out. And then when I got this coach and I said, you know, I, I, they said, I, and they told me to run intervals, like run for five minutes, walk for a minute, run for 10 minutes. walk, and I started doing that. And I wasn't getting joy out of that yeah. at all. I, I didn't yeah. enjoy that. And um, so I, when I got this coach and she gave me, and I do love having a coach. I mean, it's neat to have someone send you a, a workout every week. And, mm. um, and I, I, I'm not, it's not strict. Like if, I had to switch my long runs from Sunday to Thursdays because I, I, the weekends we watch football on Sunday I, yeah. and I used to go out and run, you know, all day and get home like, you know, one, two o'clock and my husband says, the Ravens are on you do that <laughs> real quick. So, so to me Thursdays and he does the grocery shopping on Thursdays. So um, nice. you know, I do all my long run on. So, so I'm flexible enough that I can readjust my schedule to fit my, my home life. And, That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, well, Penny, it has been so awesome talking to you. And, um, you know, I know one of these upcoming days, I hope it, I hope it isn't until September for the next Pemberton when I get to see it. Hopefully I'll get to see it between well, now you and know, there, There's a, there's, um, there's a blades coming up. It's called the blades 10 miler that's, um, run in the Pokemon forest also. I saw that and, there's a 10 and 20, isn't there? Um, I think there is a 20. Um, okay. I, I just do the 10, um, the 20 starts at midnight or something. I don't know. They start early in the morning and hmm. I don't need to do that at this point. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm switching coaches also. I found a coach from 10 junk miles and she has run the Badger um, 100 um, a couple times. And um, I found her front, through 10 junk miles and, um, and she, I will switch over as soon as I finish this block of um, training. And then she will lead me through that. And I'm, um, and she said she would help uh, uh, crew me or pace me at night because that's the only oh, thing I was worried about is running at night. Um, yeah. You know, you, you get tired. I, I was afraid I'd just, you know, fall. I know, but I ran Pemberton all night long. So <laughs> I proved to myself I can run you at can night. You can do it. Yep. But I, I also, I got into backpacking. And um, uh, we, my husband and I have hiked for years and years. And I got a friend from the hospital that um, was grooming all of us and trying to figure out who she could find that would backpack with her. And I, I took the bait and um, we're, we're hiking the um, AT um, in sections. So wow. we did two weeks last fall. We're doing three weeks in um, May. And, um, and then, so I'm doing that and I ran, I ran, I did the hiking right before JFK and actually hiking helps with ultra running. Mm, yeah. 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 There's a lot of ultra runners that actually, um, do their hiking for their mileage. Mm. So yeah. it worked out well for me. So I, I do two extreme activities. <laughs> right wow. Now. You're staying busy. And like I said before, the fact that you're 70 and just going out there and doing these amazing things and in inspiring I'm people. I'm amazed at myself. I don't feel 70. I just, it just, when I see my number, my age on, on a race number, I'm thinking, how did that ever happen? I don't know. <laughs> just, how did that happen? <laughs> well, look, Penny, yeah. it is, it's been such a joy talking to you and you inspire so many people and um, look, good luck at the uh, ALQ 50 this weekend. I, I, I'm really looking forward to it because I, I want um, to, I want to, um, last year I ran in that horrible, horrible, horrible weather last year. And I was, a, un, um, I was the last runner, unofficial 
because I was over the time and I don't like um, not getting the time cut off, but it was so bad last year. It was um, the weather was really bad. And um, so I, I'm looking forward to um, doing that a little bit better this year. I, I make goals for everyone makes goals for themselves. Yeah. So. Well, look, <laughs> thanks excited. again for joining and um, you know, good luck this weekend. And I know and I'll I be hope talking to see you to on you. the trails. I hope to see you again on the trails. Yeah, for and sure. I'll say hi, and I'll say hi to your friend. The beast. Oh, John, John, the You're beast. Down. Oh yes, yeah, you'll see him this weekend. He's a beast. Yes, yes. All right. Well, you take well, care, and uh, thank you so much. I'm honored that you um, sought me out. Honored. I'm just a dysfunctional middle-aged knucklehead. Don't feel honored at all. I'm honored to have you on the on the uh, podcast. Um, I, 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 that's what we love about trail running and altars is that when we get together, we talk so much about it because we know that they don't roll their eyes or get that look like, oh my god, yeah. you know. I, I, it, it's so fun, much so much fun to talk to other people um, when you're when you're running, and and you, it's it's little vignettes. It's almost like when you, you catch up with someone, you talk to them and then you catch up with someone else or they catch up with you it's so much it's so much fun i wish everybody could have the fun that i'm having (laughs) penny thanks again and everybody listening thanks for joining today and uh and as always keep lacing up and keep inspiring definitely bye-bye definitely bye-bye take care well that was fun penny i hope you crush it this weekend we know you will and for everybody else keep lacing up Keep inspiring. See you next time.